That Does Suit Madam is brought to you by your fabulous local drag queen. Who else can kickstart a modern LGBT rights movement, balance half a dozen wigs, perfectly lip sync lyrics, cook green bean casserole, raise money for nonprofits, wear a tight corset, all while drag and trans communities are being targeted by American politicians? Your local drag queen, that's who. Mr. Brandon, are you free? I'm free! I'm Brandon. And I'm Jeff, and this is That Does Suit Madam, a podcast about Are You Being Served? Hey! Hello, Mr. Brandon! It's wait a been minute. a didn't while. We, didn't we end? What What are we doing? Why are we back here? This is crazy. Ha- haven't you heard there's a new version that's coming out in Uzbekistan this summer? No. no <laughs> are you no, being unanimous. served Uzbekistan? No, unanimous, uh. we joke. We always, <laughs> we've always teased that if there was something tangential and relevant to the Are You Being Served community, we would come back with special episodes. And this is one of those very special episodes. And we love a good tangent, don't we? That reminds me of the time my grandma used to tell me, <laughs> you can't ha- a, c- a cat can have kittens in the oven, but it doesn't make them biscuits. Did I ever tell you about that story? That reminds me. No, it's a different tangent. Um, yeah, so we've missed you unanimous, haven't we, Mr. Jeff? Have we, we have. We have indeed. We, we have, have indeed, yes. Mr. Mm-hmm. Brandon, mm-hmm. which is why we had to come back for this very special episode to talk about our friends in the drag and trans communities who are being targeted by politicians across 38 states, if you can believe Ugh, it, in our disgusting. country. Um, and there's there's always been this really cool, like, pretty queer part of Are You Being Served? Um, I... I imagine about 92 to 99% <laughs> of our listeners are We have gay had a men couple of a, unanimous listeners who come out as straight. We do. We uh, have a couple of una- unanimous token listeners who are straight. Hello. Uh, and we actually heard from a couple of them from around the world, didn't we? Um, but there's always been this really cool queer current within Are You Being Served? And um, supported allies and stuff. And, you know, um, we are neither trans nor drag, but they're part of our community and they're being targeted. So what we wanted to do is kind of give a little, like a love fest of Are You Being Served and the overlap of drag? Because, I mean, Mary Stripmas, I I just have to say that. Right. And Mr. Mr. Humphreys is looking quite... Fetching, is that the word for... Uh, we have at least right? half a dozen episodes that have featured one or more of the characters in drag. <laughs> um, and so, you know, there's a very natural connection between our favorite show and what's going on. And, you know, we wanted to be able to make sure that we're raising awareness because for our listeners who are not um, tuned into queer culture, they may not have heard about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how if you're a cis straight person, how these laws may actually end up affecting you directly if um, members of the radical right get their way. Not only so, your friends and, and neighbors and family as well who might be in that community, right? So, right. Um, so it was lovely to kind of say hello to Mr. Jeff again. Are we in the silo? Where exactly are we? It's so confusing. <laughs> we blew up the fantasy of the of the world we created on our last episode. That's right. So Rat-a-tat-a-tat. I'm at my home in the New York metropolitan area and <laughs> so less not, fun, isn't it? not in a silo in northern Mississippi, although we still do have the, we still do have the number 
662-732-2625. Yes, and this is not Gladys. This is this is a bell. She doesn't have a name. Although, in spirit, she says, you can call me whatever you want because she has some names she calls me. Is what, okay, <laughs> I'm going to put her in her sock again. Um, anyhow. Since we went off the air, we've heard from some of our listeners um, via voicemail and email, haven't we, Mr. Brandon? We've got a couple telegrams, Western Union, which I didn't even expect that was still around. My goodness. <laughs> Someone sent us a Western. There's a little guy, like an 18-year-old on a bike. He came up and missed him, missed him, missed him. Um, anyway, but we heard some uh, from our lovely fan, one of those 2% straight token people, uh, lovely Mr. Todd in Sydney, Australia. Um, and he sent a little let a message and an invitation. So uh, let's take a listen to that. Mr. Brandon and Mr. Jeff, this is Todd from all the way across the other side of the world in sunny Sydney, Australia. And whilst I have never been available for a clip-on bow tie, I'm always free when a new episode of the That Does Suit Madam podcast drops into my feed. Thank you so, so much for giving us unanimous listeners the greatest tribute to our favourite show, Are You Being Served? You two crazy funsters sound absolutely amazing together. And we, unanimous listeners, wait with sweet anticipation for the announcement of your next podcast. Seriously, guys, that's not even negotiable. So get that right out of your minds right now. As a proud, unanimous member, it's so good to share in your success with this show. And we look forward to some more content from you in the future. And we are unanimous about that. I'd like to take this opportunity to officially invite both of you to appear on our new pop culture podcast, The Podcast With No Name, for an episode about Are You Being Served? and all related spin-offs. Catch you soon, Mary. Mr. Todd, you've all done very well. Thank you so much, and we will graciously accept your invitation. Uh, could you get one of the research interns from the? Oh wait, we don't have research. Yeah, interns we have. Anymore. We it's just us. It's just us. There's all no right. one. We'll also um, send your people our our uh, contracts about how much our speaking fees are and <laughs> and our writer. You know, yes, like we that. our tra- where our trailer will be. Our tickets to Qantas Business Class to, to <laughs> Business Class. So yes. it's nothing. Yeah. Um, we've also heard from the other, other, other Mr. Jeff about uh, his uh, finding the podcast rather recently. And so he goes on to gush about what great hosts we are. And of course, we listen. love that. So we're going to play it for you now. <laughs> Hi, this is the other, other Mr. Jeff, or maybe the other, other, other Mr. Jeff. I'm not really sure. Um, but I was calling to say I really have loved the podcast. And uh, I really enjoyed the deep dive you guys have done on it. And I really appreciate that someone actually really did that. And I think the show deserved it, and I really enjoyed it a lot. And I'm sure I'll listen to the episodes again many times. Um, I think the first episode I ever saw was probably – I saw part of it. It was the one with the um, fire escape practice, uh, the fire drills. Uh, probably my favorite episode would be Camping In. I just love that one. I think it's very unique. All the stars aligned. I think it was one of the most perfect episodes. Um, I also want to say I think the relationship between Mr. Lucas and Mr. Humphreys was very progressive, especially for its time. It was kind of remarkable. Um, and I think the show was perfectly cast. And anyways, um, I think I wanted to thank you guys for all your hard work. And 
I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Other, 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 Mr. Jeff. Um, there are like most, if you're a male and you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance your name is Jeff. We found. So um, thank you, Mr. Jeff. If only Spotify could tell us the stats on that. You know, they tell us <laughs> where our listeners are from and the approximate age group, but we don't know what percentage of unanimous are named Jeff. There's at least five. <laughs> yes. And I also wanted to mention that um, I spoke with Mr. Todd in Sydney um, in a little bit, and he is actually a member of his local blues brother. Um, uh, what is that called? The, the band? Tribute band, yes, a Blues Brothers tribute band. So we have a, a member in of Australia, the, in Australia, Blues Brother listener. So hello to the Blues Brothers people in Sydney. He also does a cool podcast called the Goodies Podcast, which is apparently the TV show also from England around the same time of Are You Being Served. I've never heard about. Have you heard Me of neither. the Goodies? No. Yeah. So check that out. We also heard from former guest and host of. The um, God will get you for that Walter podcast, Tony Holmperm. And Naughty and Nice that and we were Naughty on nice for show. the video interview of us. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our favorite um, Long Island drag queen, uh, Tony Holmperm, we heard from. And she's a big fan of Are You Being Served, as we know, because she did that fabulous uh, Mrs. Slocum drag. That's right. Um, and I think That's her husband did, did the hair, and that was a lot of wigs, let me tell you. It made yeah. Molly Sugden jealous. Uh, wherever she may be floating around. Uh, and she sent us a lovely message as well, so let's take a listen to that. Hello, boys. It's me, Tony Holmperm, the singing diva of Long Island. First off, let me say thank you for inviting me to uh, take part in this special episode that you're doing about drag queens. I was thinking about some of the times where we see Mr. Humphreys in drag, uh, on Are You Being Served? And um, in the earlier episodes, they, they kind of toyed with it a little bit. I remember when he had the clips in his hair for uh, Roger's wedding, and then when he was holding uh, the purse, which turned out to be Miss Brahms' purse, which, of course, he never would have worn because it was uh, imitation crocodile, certainly not with those shoes. But I believe it's not until season four, the Father Christmas Affair, when the lift doors opened and he came out in full Mary Strip Miss Regalia. And the audience, of course, went crazy. I have to imagine that the uh, response that the audience gave is probably what led them to uh, continue that trend of having Mr. Humphreys dress up in drag. These episodes, anytime where Mr. Humphreys was in drag, they're they're always a highlight. They they're they're always just so entertaining and so funny and obviously everyone loved it. And uh I don't think anybody thought there was really a problem with it. At least not back then. Personally for me, uh doing drag is a way to express myself. It's a form of entertainment. I got my start initially uh, with the Long Island Gaiman's Chorus. We were doing a, uh, a cabaret, a drag cabaret. Uh, they had been doing them prior to my being in the chorus, and then they had stopped. And uh, when I 
became a full-fledged member. I was told, oh, yes, we used to do these drag cabarets, but the, um, the members who were uh, in charge of running it, they're not here anymore, and nobody else has wanted to do it. I said, hey, I'll throw on a wig and some lipstick if it means that we'll, uh, we'll uh, raise some funds for the chorus. And that's what I did. And it's now actually six years ago, this April, this month, that I started doing it. And I haven't stopped since. And it's uh, just been such a, a, it's a huge part of my life because I always wanted to be an entertainer. And uh, I always wanted to be a singing drag queen, which I am. And the thing that most inspired me for that was when I saw the movie Connie and Carla with Nia Vardalos and Tony Collette. It's like one of these madcap, old-fashioned type of mistaken identity comedies. Nia Vardalos and Tony Collette, they have this really cheesy act that they do where they sing Broadway show tunes and they've, they've had this act since they were like 12 years old and they thought they were going to be big stars. And uh, when the movie opens, the act is they're performing at like an airport uh, lounge and nobody's really paying attention to them. And they see there's a contest at the local gay bar. Uh, they're looking for a new drag act. So they decide they're going to go undercover. They're going to pretend to be two gay men that are drag queens and they go and they enter this contest and they sing live and everyone in the audience is stunned because they've never seen a singing drag queen before. And they become a, a, a huge smash, part Victor Victoria, part Some Like It Hot, Debbie Reynolds is in it. I mean, how can, how can you go wrong? But when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's, I'm the singing drag queen. And that's that's a big part of what inspired me and uh, still inspires me to this day. And I try to use my drag and my entertaining just to show people, all people, we're all the same, really. We're all just trying to live our most authentic lives. And whether or not you have a wig and makeup on, inside we're all human beings and we all just want to live our most authentic lives. And I think that's what doing drag allows me to do. So again, thank you guys for doing this. I love you both and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Ms. Home Perm. Oh my gosh. Um, one, it was fabulous to hear from you again. Um, when we were doing a drag episode about the podcast, we knew we had to get your take on drag and what it means to you, how it overlaps with Are You Being Served. It's a very draggy show if you stop to think about it, right? And um, as a fellow member of the Vancouver Men's Chorus, I didn't know that you were a member of the Long Island Gay Men's Chorus. So that's cool. Uh, I bet you there's a lot of Are You Being Served fans in there as well. So lovely to hear from you. And I've never heard of Connie and Carla, the film, but I'm definitely going to go watch it. Have you seen it? I have seen it. It's definitely, it was, I think I saw it on a plane. Um, definitely better than the Adam Sandler version uh, where he <laughs> kind of played his own sister in very bad drag, but. Mm -hmm. God, yeah. God bless him. We can try. Um, so let me ask you, Jeff. So our kind of topic for today, we don't have original Are You Being Served material to talk about because we've done it already, 87 episodes. But 
um, drag queens. So who are your favorite drag queens? I would have to say um, former two-time guest of the podcast, Frock Hudson. Oh, yeah. Uh, better known as Melbourne's busiest homosexual, Dean Arcuri. He's very uh, busy. Who is um, uh, taking back to the airwaves. He's going to be part of the breakfast drive time morning show uh, on Melbourne's 94.9 Joy. Uh, oh, my God. Congratulations. Yeah. Ms. So congratulations, Frock. Yes, Frock. Good job. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Let's just It's a love fest for drag queens this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think that basically anyone who has uh, the gumption to get on stage or go out uh, representing their artistic creativity, uh, uh, I'm a fan in their book. Absolutely. What about you? Well, yeah, um, I was a listener to podcasts way back in like 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. And that when I've, I mentioned it on the show before, Wanda Wisdom. Uh, was a drag personality in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area. Um, and her her boy ego, Bradley Trainer, is now kind of like Dean, uh, is now like the morning talk show personality guy. Um, so he doesn't really do Wanda Wisdom anymore, but Wanda had a podcast before people had iPods. Like, well, maybe just, just at that time. Um and it was a lovely, intimate medium, and it kind of like, you know, that's kind of cool. I like that. So I don't want to say Wanda made the show, but definitely inspired it. Um, mm-hmm. Wanda Wisdom's fabulous. I love, uh, from my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, um, Bella Duball. And Bella Duball is the uh, proprietrix, I guess, at the Atomic <laughs> Rose, which is near Beale Street in Memphis. So um, okay. she's doing the circuit uh, all about these bills. So she's fabulous, and she's... You know, it's tough to be a Southern drag queen. It's a tough to be a drag queen anywhere these days, but uh, she's really doing some good stuff. But I do have to say, my, I have a special place in my heart and my tummy uh, uh, with her green bean casserole for my, my pal uh, Candy Samples. And, you know, she's back in Queens and in Queens, New York City. And she's a fellow Southern Southern person my, herself, just like me. And um, anyway, she's fabulous. And I really... W- no, hold on a minute. Hold, Wait, did, who's knocking on what? We don't have a silo or recording studio anymore. I think we are back in the silo. Hold on a second. I just turned my head and we're back in the silo. Okay, hold on. Someone's out the door. Well, there. who is it? There's a lot of red hair, let me tell you. Now, was this just... Am I daydreaming or something? Because suddenly, guess who it is at the door of the recording studio, everyone? It's Candy Samples herself. Hello, Candy. What are you doing in northern Mississippi? <laughs> Hello, Brandon. How are you? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. It's like you Hi, could Jeff. read my mind. Well, you know, when y'all were talking about me, I had to show up. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you mean it's like wherever people think of goodness and, gr- and green bean casserole, you appear? Is that what that, you're saying? That's how it works. It's magic. It's drag queen magic. <laughs> drag queen magic. Excellent. That's going to be a good album uh, that, that someone will make one more day. Well, thanks for joining us, Ms. Thank Samples. You. It's a hashtag, <laughs> drag queen magic. Drag queen magic. Do, do it. Well, we yes. started it. We're going to make um, it a thing. So you and I are pals from way back. And, way back, um, yeah. I know that you are a fan of Are You Being Served? So mm-hmm. when Mr. Jeff and I thought about having a little show bonus thing about Are You Being Served and drag, we kind of thought, oh, I bet you Candy Samples would have some some fabulous thoughts on this. 
Well, I have to say, Mrs. Slocum, I, though I don't change my hair color too much, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I appreciate what she's doing, but I really love the shape. I love the shape, the form. I love I the love... drag queen. Hair is not just a color, it's a shape, too. <laughs> it's a shape. Good hair never moves. And I mean, she's got a, a roller set that won't quit. And I appreciate that. And that fierce pussy of hers. <laughs> well, you said it. So oh, um, this is an auditory um, environment. So people can't see the gorgeousness that's walked into the room. You have like this beautiful, like pink kind of pink and blue outfit and would you just describe your look for us to, for well, the listeners at home? so it's a little something for easter so we're keeping with the pastels okay. and um because you know it's springtime now and yes. uh you know it's it's a nice little a line i'm not not showing too much body yaddy yaddy um mm, because no. uh, you know i'm a good presbyterian woman tonight <laughs> uh, yes, but I've, tonight. I've i've got a fun little flip and you know i've got some cute little cat eyes and i'm looking forward to chatting with you boys. Oh, that's Excellent. so nice. So what, is, what are your memories of Are You Being Served? Was it like a PBS kind of thing, like most of our listeners for you? PBS, yeah, PBS. And it was, it was the show that would come on when I was watching something else, and then it would roll into it. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> because at first you see uh, old TV. Yeah. You know, or, or, mm-hmm. this is an older show. Oh, this isn't going to be funny. And then you start listening and pay attention, and you're like, "These people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what are they saying? This is this is on TV. This is an HBO. You know? Yeah, um, exactly. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. So that's how that's how I got into it. Yeah, like um, the the first couple episodes, you're like, wait a minute, this is a lot racier than the stuff that's today. And at the time, that was like 25, 30 years ago. So what were they doing back then? What are they doing now? You know, very Norman Learish, you know, uh, in yeah, a British yeah. way. If you watched it in some kind of British, you know, I don't know, fish and chips or something, then there you go. <laughs> that's what you get. So besides your love of the shape of Mrs. Slocum's hair, did Are You Being Served or any other British comedies inspire your drag? I, you know, I will say I won a costume contest, uh, uh, Come As Your Favorite Hollywood Has Been, back in 1994. I came as Adina Monsoon from Absolutely Fabulous. Oh my God. And uh, it, it, that was a stretch for a Hollywood has-been, but I thought it was great. I showed up with a couple of empty champagne bottles. Um, it was early <laughs> in my drag uh, career. No. Um, I actually hadn't been born as Candy yet, and <gasps> I won candy. that contest. Congratulations. Oh, That's and, and now the dizzying heights of, of you, you today in our silo recording uh, a I podcast. Ta- well, I tell you, red hair works. For me, for me, <laughs> you know that's one thing. Candy is always a redhead. They they're yeah. a little spicy, a little yeah. a little sweet. You know, yeah. Sometimes I'll maybe a pink or a lavender, but I always stay in the red family. That's that's lovely and it's special. Yeah. Um, so I've known you for a while. So um, how did so you just mentioned Candy was born. Um, mm-hmm. So Jeff and I, Mr. Jeff, we, we were very polite because on the, of course, are you being server always Mr. and Mr. and Mrs. whoever. Uh, and I, we, we could call you Ms. Samples, but if you wouldn't mind, we could call you Candy, I think. I call me Candy. We're among Candy. Friends. You know, Jeff, you can call me Brandon if you we're want. We're first name terms. <laughs> no, oh, just not, not on the floor, though. Okay, Mr. Jeff? Yeah, exactly. Call me anything <laughs> you want, but call me Candy. <laughs> 
But, you know, we, we wanted to do something about drag because, you know, it seems that that's the new target for a lot of asshole politicians. And mm-hmm. Mr. Jeff and I both love the art of drag and we'd love to hear from your own lips. Um, nice shade of lipstick, by the way. Um, you know, what does drag mean to you? It'd be really cool to hear, like, where does that come from? Because a lot of people, I think maybe in the non-queer world, they picture someone who looks extremely snatched, let's say, and fierce and yes and all that stuff. But there's a whole array, array of drag queens. And I think you're a very unique kind of drag queen because you make casseroles and hot dishes for like the church potluck, you know? Like that's different. And I take from my life. But I want to yeah. want to roll back a little bit to sure. how I was born. I was... Um, in involved in community theater and uh-huh. my community theater daddies uh the ones that would let me spend the night and you know stay at their house uh for the cast party uh because uh-huh. there might because there might be a little alcohol and i was underage i was wondering uh, where that was going but okay i got it <laughs> they were oh no it was it was all on the up and up and um okay. they, 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 there was a guest room and i had a place okay to <laughs> and um so they Scandal would have with these candy parties. samples and, but they were also involved in uh, AIDS benefit uh, for yeah. Proje- mm-hmm. Project Open Hand, which was the Meals on Wheels in the Atlanta area uh, for, for people with HIV AIDS. And they did this pageant in the summer called the Miss Pool Slut pageant. And they got me to participate. And you had to do evening wear, swimwear, talent. This is the summer of 1995. Oh my and gosh. I, and I took it serious. And I, you know, I got my friends together and we put, helped put looks. And I, uh, I was always uh, into hair and stuff. So I did my own wigs. Yeah. And um, we did evening wear, swimwear, and talent. And they gave me my name, Candy <gasps> Samples. What a I special was, thing. And, and I won. I Yay. raised the most money. And... And so I, I was like, you know, this is a thing. So Candy was born out of fundraising and doing something for the community. And th- that's always uh, come through in my life. And it finally got to the place where it's just stuck, where I do a lot of community service. Well, to say it's stuck, I mean, I can speak um, for you because, Candy, you're pretty modest. You're a nice Southern belle, and you don't draw attention to yourself other than, you know, the wigs. But, um, you know, <laughs> so I will say... This is my real will, hair. What are you this talking is, about? <laughs> this is... What is it? Will, um, uh, what is the drag queen song? Alaska. This I don't is, wear uh, wigs. This is my this is hair. My hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, but I will say, to, to give you a nice little... Um, some Some accolades here um you are a force of nature candy samples because through her um multi-year almost on what is i want to say multi-decades but not quite but um you've been raising money for the aids Mount, aids walk in new york city you've raised money uh for aids charities in um new orleans louisiana you've gotten the keys to the city of new orleans um how much money have you raised all throughout your your career for HIV charities total. Do you have that number? Well, there would, oh, I re, that's, I don't know that number. I know that for AIDS Walk New York, my candy wrappers team that uh, is co-founded with me and Jesse Pasacal, um, mm-hmm. we are in year 12 and we have wow. raised about, uh, so over those 12 years so far, we have raised about 
287,000. $287,000. Jeez. So that's that. I would say wow. for a breaking AIDS ride in over the past close to 10 years, this may be my 10th year. I I have to look um, yeah. uh, close to 50,000 and then for the shows in New Orleans, I want to say that in 10 years we probably were able to raise uh, nearly 100,000. So uh, my math makes amazing. that almost like over $400,000 um, total. Like that's what how you, when you go to sleep and you put your your wig on the stand, you put your head on the pillow, um, how does that feel to go to sleep knowing you've raised that much money? My gosh. It, I don't think about the the amounts that I've been able to raise. What I think is about is that I've been able to connect with people. I've been yeah. able to, as a drag artist who, I'm a singer-songwriter. So my mm -hmm. shows, I'm singing, I'm telling the story, I'm singing a song about my father when I lost him. My father was hemophiliac and contracted HIV-AIDS and died in 1991 uh, mm. because he, he wasn't able to have treatment for the cancer that he had. Um, Gosh. With between hemophilia and HIV, uh, it just it ate him up. And um, yeah. so I tell my story as a, a queer person coming up in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and, mm -hmm. and then living a life in New York City. And I do that through song. Uh, that's what's uh, on my upcoming album, which we'll talk about more, but um, it's the story <laughs> of my life. And I, wow. I, I really, it's the connection with people because it's the people that come up to me after the show and say, Candy, I, you know, I, that song touched me. Or, uh, yeah. and, and they love the green bean casserole and they love the cornbread and they love the, all those fun <laughs> songs, but it's also the, the, the heartstrings numbers that I have that uh, yeah that people relate to so I wanted to I, I love it I but we've mentioned green bean casseroles a couple times yes. now so yes, yes okay why why am I bringing that up and maybe Mr. Jeff is he's, he's scratching his head looks a little confused and also well, hungry is that what they're for serving in the canteen today I didn't see <laughs> that on the board <laughs> green bean casserole when I moved to New York 23 years ago I would whip up when I would, you know, serve, uh, have a meal at my house and have all my New York friends over. And they would mm -hmm. be like, what is this dish you've made? Because th <laughs> these were people that were not from uh, you know, the South necessarily or not necessarily, you know, waspy people. Uh, yeah. They did not know these casseroles, these things that come <laughs> out of Pyrex and uh, that had canned soup in them. And, uh, and I, do, of course, I doctor mine up and I, you know, add some sour cream and I add some grated cheese and, you know, I, I flavor Fancy. it up real, real good. And it was my milkshake. You know, Khalees has her milkshake. It brings all the boys to the yard. Well, mine's a green bean casserole. My casserole and, brings all the boys to the, to the, to the potluck. I love it. So, and, and it really was just what we did at church, at the church potluck. There was this old lady that would at my grandparents' church that she would always bring a green bean casserole and it was good. Someone dies, some, you know, they bring you a green bean casserole in with that funeral spread. It's always there and it's always delicious. Did you make a green bean casserole in honor of Eclino? Oh, I should have. Oh, that's yeah. right. That, oh, now you're, now, well, now I've got to do something. I've got, now I've, yeah. got, I've got homework. You didn't think you was come out of this with a chore. <laughs> so explain that, Mr. Jeff. Who is Heclina? What what happened? So Heclina is probably one of the most famous drag queens uh, 
in in the art form, uh, and she predates you know RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. um, and she unfortunately passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly this week. Um, she was performing, uh, ready to perform a show in London with um, her um, comedy partner Peaches Christ, who some of you may have also heard of, and um, she unfortunately uh, just didn't wake up one morning. Uh, and so we know that in, in addition to all of the things that uh, the drag community is fighting for, they're taking time this week to mourn Hecklina. So, you know, rest easy, uh, Hecklina. Yeah. And I actually, I did know who Hecklina was. I was trying to uh, poke you just a bit to, to explain <laughs> that. But, um, you know, huge, huge San Francisco drag queen. I lived in there. I lived in San Francisco for uh, five, six, seven years. And wow, talk about a big pillar of the community. Anytime, this was also during Prop 8 and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anytime there was a, an LGBT you know, they love to protest something in the Bay Area, let me tell you. Anytime there was something to protest or to celebrate, Hecklina was there. I never actually met her, but, like, it was just like walking down the street to Hecklina, oh, hey, you know. Um, huge, huge person who just passed away this week, actually. Um, now, going back to drink green bean casserole, you can tell I'm always hungry when we record these shows. <laughs> um, there's a song um, that you do, Candy, where if you forget how to make it, you can help the people out, don't you? Yes, in my song Green Bean Casserole, in the breakdown, in the bridge, it's actually a spoken <laughs> uh, part where I give the recipe uh, on beat. And um, yeah, you know, so I get, so people always text me around Thanksgiving and they're like, uh-huh. how, do you ma- how do you make your green bean casserole? And I say, get, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, get off your fucking ass and, and pay some money to iTunes and buy yes. that song. And download it, and you know, and you've got the recipe there. So available on iTunes, and it's on my first uh, EP called "Sample This," and it's also going to be on Bittersweet. Uh, I'm doing a redo with a kind of a different a different feel to the song. So excellent! Gosh, I'm so glad you're reviving uh, Green Bean. Not that it's a classic, you know, like the original Beetle. That's fabulous. The new Beetle, love it too, honey. Don't worry. Right. Well, Dolly um, Parton is great. She's the, a great artist who uh, is great at uh, reviving her own songs and giving yeah, it a, yeah. fre- a fresh uh, version. Uh, and so I, when I was doing this record, uh, Bittersweet, which is coming out April 8th, um, whew, uh, <laughs> it may even be out depending when this airs. It will um, probably. Yeah, I'm not going to edit this stuff before then. So yes, it's yeah. on iTunes now. <laughs> it's it's there. Get it. Get it. You want it. Um, and I'm on Spotify and all the things. That's so right. um, anyway, the uh, it needed to it needed to go on this because bittersweet. The album uh, is it, it needed that story in it. It needed the green bean casserole story, and it deserved a redo. So there it is. I've got um, three songs of the ten uh, that are on here. Um, are remakes, uh, and they needed. It, 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 there's a story. This is an album that is a start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, um, it's got a lot of vintagey feels to it, um, like a classic true album where they're meant to be listened together. Yeah, in order. If, yeah. if I if I could have done it on vinyl, I would have. Uh, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I'm an I'm an indie drag queen, so I, I'm a, I'm out raising money for other people, and I could not. I produced this uh, with on my with my own money. I did not want to do a GoFundMe. I did uh-huh. not want to do crowdfunding at all because I knew that would take away from Breaking AIDS Ride, from AIDS yep. Walk, 
you know, from it, the things I do. Um, oh, that's so cool. When I think of candy samples, I think of raising money for people who need help and community and for the folks in Tennessee and sadly not just Tennessee to you know whenever I hear someone like with a doing a anti-drag bill I think of you honestly and I think of all the work you've done and you continue to do and I think what a shame that this beautiful artwork and I think Jeff and I agree that we see drag as um an art an art, a vehicle for art that you yourself become, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear more about ah, the people who taught you drag and, like, where does your drag come from and how does the drag allow you to express yourself that your boy side maybe would be more difficult for? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, it, it, the as far as the difference between my boy side... And, and 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 my beautiful self here, um, yes. I get a, I get to be a lot more free. I get to be mm. a lot more real. Um, mm. I, I get to be a lot more authentic. Um, there is something uh, to be said with drag in my case, in my circumstance. I'll, I'll speak about me, how it how it feels to me. It feels very liberating. Like I have yeah. opened I have opened up a door and I have a whole new world. And I am able to uh, do a lot more than than I would. Uh, and I have a song. I have a song on the album about it, <laughs> uh, where I where I sing about uh, the man behind the curtain. And I say mm. we need. And I I sing about people not being camera ready, and being a, oh, and, and having that fear. And the man behind the curtain is to celebrate him. Uh, and I sing it as as me uh, singing to my alter ego, um, and it's a it's a hit. I've workshopped this album for years, and in uh, in bars and clubs, and uh, people love it. They they relate, and that's that's what I find. So, speaking of people who can't relate, can you tell us a little bit more about what's at the heart of some of these bills that are being? debated and in some states already even passed uh, in 38 states around the country. I think what they are, they're trying to stoke fear of, you know, infecting the children uh, is really, is really where it comes down to. Um, I am not familiar with all the bills. Uh, I keep seeing uh, stats, you know, the numbers, the headlines. Um, I watch a lot of TikTok because, you know, they're trying to shut down the TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and but I'm following a lot of what's going on on Tennessee in Tennessee yeah. on TikTok. Uh, there's a couple of good reporters, uh, TikTok reporters that are posting. Um, folks, get your TikTok, watch it. Um, <laughs> I think it, it really, they, you know, they're trying to infect the children is what the the radical right is saying. And yeah. I think, as a drag performer, I you know I say to the radical right. You know, come to one of my shows because I feel like what I do with drag and what a lot of my sisters do with drag is a ministry. I you mm-hmm. will you will come to my show and you will feel better about yourself. You will love your neighbor and you will love life. Um, I I want people to leave. I want people to come to my show that are maybe a little afraid of drag. I've had one of my best friends was afraid of drag queens. When he met me, and I said, "Well, I do drag," and he said, "Well, I'll never come and see you because uh, they scare me." 
And, oh my gosh. Um, and, and then he came to my show, and now he's telling me what's going on on RuPaul's Drag Race. Because <laughs> I'm not following it, you know, as, as religiously as I used to. So, yeah. I, but I, I, I find that it, come and see it. Before you pass judgment, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. try to ban religion because I think there's some crazy religious folks out there, which there are. But, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, uh, lobby against them. You know, do you, do you crazy talking in tongues? You know, yeah. you, be, you be you and let be me be me. Which is sadly a radical idea these days in the States, right? And I think that you've, you've nailed it. You know, that, that's the message that the radical right is pushing to... Uh, their followers to kind of coax people in, like, look what's happening. Yeah. But, you know, what's, this is really a tactic, it, it, in, in a double-headed tactic. One, it's meant as a distraction from the more pressing issues we have in this country. Oh, God, like yeah. The need right. for gun control, because how many mass shootings are we up to so far this year alone? And then secondly, the, yes, the, a lot of these bills and laws are targeting performers, but the people who are going to be um, uh, uh, destroyed by these bills are the people who can't take off the drag, our, our trans, our trans community. Trans mm-hmm. people, yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it's all about gender expression. And if you get one backwood sheriff, this could also affect cis people who don't gender conform. So people, you know, backward sheriffs who thinks that women shouldn't wear pants. And if you get caught in one of these states where these laws pass, it's up to the sheriff, it's up to the DA, and someone who has nothing to do with queer culture could be affected by it. And I think that a lot of people are blind uh, or are just not aware of all of the other ramifications of these laws. The snowball effect, yeah, yeah the snowball effect of all these could, could really, really be treacherous. And to go back to what, um, you know, we were talking about with the, the saving the children, you know, they, this is a tactic. They're going back to Anita Bryant. Yeah. yeah you know, totally. we've seen this and that didn't work. So I'm hoping that we can rally and we can get ourselves together as a community to make sure this, this round uh, does not work. And I hope... Uh, some of these federal courts that are uh, like blocking Tennessee's law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping for some uh, some relief there. And sadly, it's not just in Tennessee. So I've actually I did some research because and and Candy, I if if I were a drag queen, I would not want to research how are my how is my community being targeted by all the different states? My God, um, it was really depressing to do this research. I was on theguardian.com. And I'm just going to list the states that have current bills against the drag performances right now. So, listeners, unanimous, if you live in one of these states, you can find out who represents you and you can send them an email at least, right? So here we go. My, uh, my, my list begins Arizona, my home state of Arkansas, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. A lot of people live in those wow. states. It's nuts. So apart from going down to the Piggly Wiggly and getting a banana cream pie to put in your you know, local Anita Bryant, uh, Bryant's face, what can people <laughs> do, even the ones that don't live in those states, what can people do to help? Um, I think, well, I, you know, I joined Indivisibles. Um, uh, that's, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's a movement. I get text alerts, uh, and you know, I follow that. I think to, we need to, I wish I knew more. I wish I had the answer 
to say this is what you do. And yeah. uh, frankly, I have been down. I've been down uh, with the, seeing uh, this legislation. Of course. Don't blame and, me. Me too. And this is, if it's AIDS work, I feel like I'm at the top of my game. Uh, but with this, I feel like I'm a little behind and I need someone to help tell me where are we going? What are we doing? What does the Indivisibles group do? Indivisibles uh, is a rallying group. So it's a, you can sign up on their website to get text alerts. And they, it, it really says to call your legislators, email, uh, to when there's something on the books. Uh, I mean, it's really make your voice heard. And if you earn mm-hmm. as it's, it's uh, letter writing, it's postcards, uh, it's get, it was get out the vote. Um, uh, I believe for midterms in 2018. Um, I believe that's when Indivisibles really got going. Um, uh, but, you know, find, find something. I'm actually looking, so I'd love to report back with you and let you know what, what I ended up doing. Well, it's a good job that our research department did not dissolve with the silo because we actually do have some tips to share uh, with all of our listeners about what you can possibly do. So uh, first and foremost, as you said, you know, register to vote. Make sure that when your local elections are coming around, because this is where it started. This is not a vote for the president issue. This is voting for your local council person. This is voting for your school senator, your school School board. board. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, join or donate the ACLU. You know, their job did not end when Obergefell passed. They are fighting the fight still every day in uh, the local laws, local and state laws that we have. Um, I look and see where if you have um, local organizations that are creating bail funds for drag queens and transgender people that get arrested. You know, because get, while it's great to be able to send money at the top level to something like a big organization like the ACLU, it's yeah. the people with their boots and their heels on the ground that are going to need the help when they get picked up by Barney Fife um, for for being in gender nonconforming clothing. Um, there are also some more fun ways that you can help. There are two big uh, national fundraisers that are happening soon. Next week, Friday, April 14th, is going to be the Drag is Good fundraiser. Uh, headlined by Alaska, Willem, Meatball, Eureka, Detox, The Princess, Deception, and Susie Wong. It's taking place at the famous play in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, they originally had this as a protest before the law got um, paused by the Memphis judge. Uh, So not only is it going to be local in Tennessee, but they are going to be live streaming it. So you can go to, I believe it's moments.co and um, buy your online ticket for Drag is Good. Um, and Brandon, you have another uh, charity to tell us about. Yeah, there's another um, great way to kind of support your local drag community. It's called um, Drag Isn't Dangerous, which makes me angry that they have to name it that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's a digital fundraiser and it's a charity live stream telethon. It's going to be May 7th, 2023. Um, loads and loads of pretty high name drag folks are going to be there. Sherry Vine, Jackie Beat, Bob the Drag Queen. Uh, Jinx Monsoon, who is now going to be uh, a five or six part uh, uh, role on the UK's Doctor Who. Congratulations. <laughs> um, Manila Luzon and Trixie Mattel, a lot of RuPaul's Drag Queens uh, folks will be there. So drag isn't dangerous. You can find that on Google. Something I've been doing ever since I've been noticing drag folks have been um, targeted is find your local drag queen and be their best friend. Go to their shows, uh, support them, like all their stuff. 
give them tips when they come and tell them and give them a hug and say, I think you're so fabulous. Keep doing it. I've met so many local queens here in Vancouver, British Columbia. I've met Connie Smudge, who had um, a fabulous uh, children's story time at this local um, library with kids. And they had all these crazy wahoos come out and protest, but she kept doing it. And she's just the sweetest thing ever. Um, there's a really cool queen over in Kelowna, British Columbia called Frida Wales which I love. <laughs> her, her fans are called a pod, like our unanimous. Like a pod of women. So right. She even has uh, her own call. <clears throat> like a whale. <laughs> love it. So hello, Frida <laughs> Whales. So like, that's what I've do been doing is if there's a drag queen, like let them know that they are seen because they've always been around and, you know, we go back to the history really quickly. Um, it was a drag queen. It was transgender, uh, black and brown folks who started the Stonewall Riots. Those are the folks who put their neck out um, at the, the riot that a lot of people point to for the beginning of the LGBTQ rights movement. Um, so we, we owe a lot to drag queens and um, I, I, I certainly hope the larger community uh, rallies around them, you know, because yeah. it's not just the queens that they're gonna go after, it's gonna trickle down. It's, it's, it's like the, um, in a lot of the states they've been saying, we don't want children from kindergarten to third grade talking about gender expression. Well, one, I think that's exactly when you should be teaching it. Okay, but then anyway, that passes. But now you'll notice that they're, they're extending that all the way up to 12th grade. Yeah. And then now they're saying yeah. university students. And now yeah. they're going to push it to any discussion for anyone. So we're, that's a very slippery slope. Gender-affirming care and our, our, yeah. our, tra our trans family that we've got to, uh, we've really got to rally behind. And, yeah. uh, you know, Brandon, we were involved in New York in marriage equality. And yeah, we were. Uh, I, I was able to actually do the victory lap, or at the time it was a victory lap, when uh, the Supreme Court uh, gave us marriage equality here in the States. And... Mm. I said at the breakfast, uh, well, I asked, I asked Kathy Marino Thomas, uh, the former executive director of Marriage Equality New York, I said, what do we do now? Uh, and she said, trans rights. And she said, they're going to come after them next. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, they did. This was in 2016. Uh, and lo and behold, they did. They are. And uh, yeah. so we have to, we really have to um, support and, and help and lift up our trans community. And I really like what you said, Jeff, that um, it's to distract because suddenly we had this crazy asshole president, I won't even say his name, who was arrested yesterday, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when that <laughs> happened and people are like, you know, he can do no wrong, it doesn't matter, there was an insurrection on the Capitol, we don't care, we still think whatever you do is God. Let's... Um, attack these poor little kids and these lovely drag queens who are like doing a ministry. Like you said, I love that you said that candy. It's like, um, not all preachers are the ones who do ministries like Mr. Rogers considered his what? whole TV show a ministry. Did he talk one minute about religion? No, he was like, treat people like with kindness, walk in another person's shoes, treat people mm -hmm. with respect, be a nice person. That's the basic stuff. But, Anyway, um, as long as we're looking at what they think are bad people and people they can demonize, we won't notice all the shit that they're 
doing and who they're supporting. Everything that's else a that huge they're, part. they're trying to pull the rug under our eyes. Right. The yes. economy, oh. healthcare, all of these things that they, right. don't care, they don't care about. Where is the new amazing health care plan? in the U.S. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ain't no one, no one got it. You know, the, this, this House of Representatives we have now, you know, what, are the, what do they have? What do they have? What, what amazing thing to save the world do they have under their belt? Nothing. They, they're just used to blocking. I can't you know, wait. Or, I can't wait for a drag queen to run for Congress and go to the congressional, the floor of the House in drag. I will well, say we, if we almost had one last year, uh, maybe a girl ran in uh, California's uh, not 43rd because that's Maxine Walters, uh, some other Los Angeles area. Um, OK. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, she didn't you know, she didn't win the seat. But it's you know not without precedent that someone's running for U.S. Congress. I mentioned earlier uh, Bella Duball, who is from Memphis. Uh, if you look up her name, it's Bella, B-E-L-L-A-D-U-B-A-L-L-E, -L -L -E, which I love the name. Um, she's, you know, like pissed off and she's very well spoken. She has a lot of energy. Uh, she must be very young. Um, <laughs> but she said, you know, I'm not opposed to, uh, she's all about community, just like you are, Candy. And when you go to her shows in Memphis near Beale Street, um, everyone says that it's about community and like, this is a safe space and we support each other. And she said, if it's the best way for me to support my community to become a, uh, a, an elected official, then I might do it. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to see her on the floor of the house, you know? So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Have you ever thought of political, uh, life, Candy? <laughs> yeah. When are you running, Candy? <laughs> but, but, you know, I... <laughs> I thought about it, and I and I thought, and it's Ooh. not my, it's not for, but it's not for me. Um, mm. That's not my uh, wheelhouse. Um, yeah. I am a good, I am a good supporter. I'm, I, I feel like I'm good at fundraising. Um, my ministry is 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 what it is. Uh, it is uh, singing and telling my story uh, and reminding people that we're all in this together. And if I can help facilitate a group of people to use their powers for good, uh, which is another song of mine, uh, then, then I've done my job. So I, I put it out there and I leave the, the people that are running to, for office to, you know, to do that. And that's, I, I'm not a, I'm not a think fast, uh, person. I, mm. I would, I would be horrible in a debate. I'm, I've, I'm far <laughs> too tender hearted to, no. uh, to be a politician. You named your recent album Bittersweet. That's, that's, that speaks volumes right there. There's a line in one of the songs uh, called Something Else. It was a song I wrote about having writer's block. And, what, mm. and it's about the trials and tribulations in your life. Not everything is hunky-dory. All in all, yeah. this life's been bittersweet. A little bit from column A, column B. Um, it's the stuff that makes us complete. It teaches me how to see. Uh, that's that's wow. how... You know, there it's all a part of who we are, and and we're all going to take from this current climate, and we're going to take these these instances we're experiencing, and they're going to help mold who we are, uh, and we we choose how we react and what we do to move forward. That's such Love a lovely it. thought. That's, yeah. It's like the the idea of like embrace all of the pieces of yourself, and mm -hmm. if you're a drag performer and that's a piece of yourself and that's a way that you can express your creativity and bringing people together and maybe 
the boy part of you is not as fabulous, but when you put on that outfit and you transform for that evening, why would someone ever want to to squash that and and, right. and prevent that part of people's expression? That's just right. the craziest thing. I've always loved drag queens. I always will. Um, I was, so you know, so in, in awe of a drag queen in Atlanta when I was coming up, when I was 19, there was a drag queen named Diamond Lil who they dug out of retirement to open up for a local theater's production of Torch Song Trilogy. She oh, did wow. She did a, a pre-show. So they did an early seating and um, you could see Diamond Lil. And she had an old album she had put out. Uh, she did her own music and she would lip sync to the songs from this album. And she was a redhead and she was glamorous. And, she, you know, she was a woman of a certain age. I mean, for real. And yeah. uh, But she was doing it and passing out fried chicken doing a song about working at the Silver Grill Diner. And that really, I mean, but I watched how people reacted to her. And I thought it was the most fascinating thing. Who is this drag queen passing out fried chicken uh, to the audience? <laughs> I, have, I have eaten gr- gr- green beans casserole at one of your concerts before. You ha- You've done that you have. too. I have. Yeah, so you took that casserole. and ran with it. I love oh, it. Oh, I totally, that she, she molded me. But she had this, this uh, aura about her that the audiences loved. They had been seeing her for years and years. And, you know, it was, and I, that's where I saw that it was a ministry. And then working years later with Reverend Yolanda, who was a drag queen minister and, mm-hmm. uh, and who is, I believe, non-binary now, um, and working with her and really delving into uh, uh, ministry and, and what that means. Um, has just has been wonderful. I've been I've been blessed to have these touchstone moments with some wonderful drag performers, uh, gender offenders. My my troop. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Well, yeah. I think that we are the blessed ones to have someone like you not only to entertain us but also to be fighting the the good fight for all of the causes that uh, you support. Um, Candy, tell us what else do you have to plug besides your upcoming album? Are there I, any appearances this Well, this I, you know, I've got right now, um, I, I have a monthly show at Albatross Bar. So, you know, look for me there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Candy Samples. The uh, Insta is where it's at. That's where the children are. I'm also <laughs> yeah. on fa- Facebook as Candy Samples Drag Superstar. You can find me there. And um, you can see me on the web. I'm building a new site right now, but it's samplemycandy.com. Uh, <laughs> and right now it's got the album info. But uh, yeah, I have a monthly show at Albatross where I fundraise for uh, the, the different AIDS uh, events that I work on. Candy, and, where, uh, where is Albatross? Where is that? Albatross is in Astoria, Queens. So it's 3619 24th Avenue if you're in the area. And... Um, I would love for you, if you're in the area, come out and see me. So I have, now to bring it back to Are You Being Served, um, I'm going to list the different times that have featured drag. And I would be curious, both of you, which ones are your favorite? Okay. So there's a lot. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to list them here. And I will thank our our super fan, Tony Homeperm, for this list. She was our... um, or I guess she was the person in the basement doing all the research for us today. <laughs> <laughs> She's our unpaid um, intern. Un- unpaid intern, Hooray Tony. for Hump- Tony Humperm. I'm yeah. a fan. I'm a fan. She, we were all fans of Tony Humperm. Uh, and if, you know, if you don't know, if you don't remember that name, uh, Mr. Jeff and I were, of course, interviewed by her and her drag queen co-host 
on the Naughty and Alexis Nice Flame. Alexis Flame show. Mm-hmm. So if you go to YouTube and look up That Does It Madam drag, I'm sure it'll come up. But Alexis anyhow. is wonderful too. I have a piece of her jewelry. Her, she gave me a piece of jewelry. Oh, that's right. Once. She does fabulous jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. Um, all right. So as mentioned before, Mr. Humphreys in uh, The Father Christmas Affair, he was a Mary Strippamus stripper. Basically looking like a Santa Claus stripper right. with very short skirt. And, of course, Mr. Hum- uh, young Mr. Grace was very interested in Mr. Humphreys there. That was interesting. Um, do you take this man? He's wearing a traditional Greek soldier outfit, like that kind of short, not skirt, but it's like a traditional thing. Not quite drag, but you can imagine the, the jokes. This is probably my favorite. In the episode The Bliss Girl... Ableist girl. He was sort of in drag when the customer, the the, the quite posh, uh, lovely, uh, raspy voice uh, mm-hmm. customer wanted to have Mr. Humphreys try on a fur coat so that you could see what it would look like if it was her walking around. And she said, I just can't, with those shoes, I just can't picture it. So of course <laughs> right. he runs on and puts, some, puts on some pumps and puts on a hat and walks around. Um for front page story, he was uh, Mr. Humphreys was Miss DIY. He looked like a 1940s beach beauty with a swimming suit, um, and those big glasses, cat eye glasses, fabulous. Uh, and of course, he was Blanche, wife. My husband's an MP, you know. <laughs> On the episode Goodbye, Mrs. Yeah. Slocum, where she was Mr. Mr. Humphreys or whoever that Blanche was supposed to be. Um, a, a mean customer that would make the new person get fired or something. He said, Blanche, go to a shop and buy something, you know. Um, and of course, Mr. Mr. Humphreys dressed up as Mrs. Humphreys, his mother, as an usherette in the nightclub. Right. Which was a fabulous one. Anything speaking to either of you that you just remember very fondly? DIY. DIY. Miss DIY. Because he did do it himself, didn't he? See, I was thinking of the episode where Captain Peacock, um, <gasps> they thought that he was having an affair and he was buying all these clothes for his girlfriend or his mistress, but it turned out that he was going to a fancy dress party uh, to reunite with one of the times that he is fighting with Mrs. Pe- with, uh, Mrs. Peacock. And he, he was wearing like a garter belt. and The garter belts, that's right. Oh, gee, I forgot. That's a deep cut, Jeff. I forgot about mm-hmm. that one. Well, that's why they call me Deep Cut Jeff, right? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Candy samples. You are a delight. You're as sweet as sugar. No, you're as sweet as iced tea, as oh, savory you. as green bean casserole, <laughs> and as effervescent as the cocktails I've had while watching your shows. Uh, thanks for You've coming. Had, thank you for having me. You've obviously had an albatross pour. Well, yes, and hello to the albatross. Um, thank you for joining us and sharing your uh, your lovely history about you I mean, you know we only scratched the surface of all of that you've done your drag history your music production um go and buy her album a bittersweet available now on itunes and yeah i'm sure if you google it you'll find it uh candy yeah. samples bittersweet yeah. And it's been lovely. And Mr. Jeff, it's been fun to do a bonus episode with you as well. It's been so fun to come back and fire up the old equipment and be back on the pod and chatting with our unanimous pals. And unanimous, 
you could still get in touch with us. We have not shut down the email <laughs> <Obviously>. system. <laughs> um, you can get in touch with us. We're still on Facebook. We're still on Twitter. We still have that Dizsuit Madam spelled with an E at gmail.com. We still have the Peacock hotline at 662-PEACOCK. That's 662-732-2625. And there's still some merch available at the Bargain Basement store at imfree.threadless.com. Sell out. And with that, Candy Samples and Brandon, you've all done done very very well. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. That Does Suit Madam is not endorsed by the BBC, and it is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Are you being served as a copyrighted program of the BBC? Wigs are manufactured using man-made fibers, but manufactured by different men. Do not apply hairspray while smoking, sitting next to an open fire, or towards the face of bouncer. Mushroom soup and a half a cup of cream. Just a half? Stir some green beans in, fresh or frozen, and some freshly grated cheese. Ooh, she put cheese A dash in of pepper, it. salt, and Worcestershire uh-huh. makes for a yummy treat. Oh, that sounds good. Bake it 350 for 35 and man, it's